Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. Here at The Dream Factory, we can discuss as many film ideas as we like sent in by our wonderful listeners. But only one, John, will progress to the next stage, where the movie screenplay will be tweeted out line by line by a prominent footballer from the 90s. I'm Joel, a man who puts the tiger in solidarity, Gary. It is there. And across from me is John Harris. (laughs) who once in his role as chairman of Dream Factory Corporation helped to secure an £800,000 loan for a rival podcaster, something he thought he could keep under wraps, not accounting for my journalistic nows. Hello, John. I've got a nose for a story, John. Hello, mate. I don't know what you're talking about, what you're referencing, but let's not even go into it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. The guy, the BBC chairman, got a loan for Boris Johnson. It was all very, uh, it's all in there in the intro. It's all very cleverly linked. It's relevant. I wrote it. (laughs) I wrote it two minutes ago. So it's very fresh. That's the freshest intro in the whole of podcasting. <laughs> Except for the fact that we're recording on Thursday and this isn't going out till Tuesday. Everyone I mentioned might be sacked, dead or forgiven. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but anyway, we're not here to discuss how brilliant my intros are. Although I would love to do that. That's available on our Patreon, a six hour deconstruction <laughs> of my best intros. John didn't want to appear on that one, but I think it works as a monologue. <laughs> uh, but we're here to discuss film ideas. John... Hit me with a film idea. What about this one from Oscar? The Pasta Us. The Pasta Us. The Pasta Us. It's in Italy. It's just The Last of Us, but it's in Italy. <laughs> is that right? Well, because it, it, well, you know, we, we might be getting into spoilers here, but it is spread through flour, right? It is spread through flour. That is, a, and it's a flour heavy nation. Exactly. But, pasta is but, one of the most No, but it's ready, it's ready meals, isn't it? Isn't it like packaged flour? You know, your pancake mixes, your... Italy might actually be the last place standing because they 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 cook it uh, fresh. So so in the show, there's the the infected the 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 quite unquite zombies sort of have appearances that it's are the pancake pandemic referencing the fact <laughs> they're they're sort of referencing the fact that they they're mushroom based right so there's mm. a lot of fungus going on. I want to know what a, a pasta zombie looks like. Oh yeah, pasta zombie. I think big ravioli head. Like the clickers have got kind of <laughs> ravioli heads, right? I think it's a big ravioli yeah. head. 
um, that you, it would be so satisfying to stab and just spinach and ricotta come spilling out everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think big spaghetti arms, um, tagliatelle legs, which makes it really hard for them to run. Would you take it seriously if they were all made of pasta or would you sort of laugh yourself to death? Um, for It'd the be a lot harder home, to not Joel eat them. Sort of, yeah, true. Uh, for the listeners at home, Joel sort of did wacky inflatable flailing arm tube man for the I was spaghetti actually, arms. I was channeling Mr. Tickle, but inflatable tube man works as well. Um, <laughs> Is um, would be would being Mr. Tickle be beneficial or a detriment in a pandemic? Because <laughs> in theory, you could hold them at arm's length. There's a there's a long arm to bite there, isn't it? Like if you left your arm around a corner, a zombie could sneak up and bite it. Hmm? Which is the best Mr. Mr. Man? Mr. Which is the best Mr. Man to be in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Great question, listeners. Tweet us in. Oh, that, which do you know what? When when John says listeners tweet is in, it means he can't think of one. Now, Mr. Bump is already partially <laughs> wearing. He's wearing protection already. He's got some key areas bandaged up. Mm. Who's the one? Who's your one with the big shoes? He could kick a few down. He's <laughs> your one with the big shoes. There's one with big shoes, isn't there? Um, I feel like Mr. Messy sure. would be very hard to bite. Yeah, you you're not grabbing onto much there. It's a big scribble. It's just one big scribble. He's sort of spaghetti man as well. Now, Mr. Silly, you would you'd. You'd say, Mr. Silly, no way. But again, it's the big shoes. He could stomp someone's brain in with those shoes. Not something they cover in the books, but just something I'm aware of. Mr. Small, very Little tiny target. You think? I mean, well, that's I essentially said, what, the character of Ellie. What may, what, yeah, exactly. What, what, what crimes have meant that her name is Little Miss Naughty? She stabbed a few zombies in the eye. She's garroted a few guys. Mr. Noisy, a disaster. Mr. Mr. Noisy, a complete <laughs> disaster. Like if you were, if it was the, the clickers who, of course, can't see, can only can only hear. If you were in a, a post-apocalypse with Mr. Noisy, you're lasting seconds, right? A nightmare. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Lazy, yeah, he just gives in. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's good to be. Do you know what? It might not be good to be any of the Mr. Men in the Last of Us. Oh yeah, I'm just looking at Mr. Noisy's big shoes. Oh, because he's making. No, Mr. Noisy has big shoes. He's got big shoes as well. Oh, what about Mr. Greedy? How's he doing? Oh, it, it, he's not going to like rationing. <laughs> oh dear. Right, Joel, give me another film idea. Okay. <laughs> okay, how about this one? Children of Mr. Men. So, no one could have, <laughs> there's no there's no children being born anymore in the land of Mr. Men. Um no, sorry, that's silly. I went we won't continue down that vein. How about this one? The O Mr. Men. Mr. Small is the <laughs> child of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the um, that's they are good, Joe. Yeah, Mr. Men in Tights. It's a Robin Hood parody featuring only the characters from <laughs> Mr. Men. Uh, <laughs> Very good. This, how about this one Very from Josh? Good. It, an IT guy called Josh is bored at work. Hmm. Well, write what you know, and uh, hopes <laughs> to one day be murdered by a killer clown. Maybe I don't know if that is what you know. Maybe seek more professional help than the Dream Factory could offer. So you're a bored IT guy sat at your desk at work, and you start daydreaming, mm. and you daydream about a killer clown. You think, what I would give for a killer clown to come and give me a big stab in the head and to end all this. And then on your desktop, John, floats a little red balloon on your screensaver that you've never seen before. Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of the balloon and stuff. You're aware of the balloon? Okay, because you were looking at me like, I was with that. I don't really know why the balloon's coming on. So the little red balloon floats <laughs> on. And then I don't know if the red balloon signifies that the clown's about to appear in real life or he's just going to appear on the screen. But Josh realises he's made a grave grave error when the clown actually appears it's like one of those sort of in the, you know in the early days of the internet sort of the highest form of entertainment was a jump scare so like a video oh. there's that one of the car going down the hill and it's I'm like still, there's a ghost i'm still quite traumatized by those videos i think 
And then a big scream, <laughs> a big screaming curl at the end usually, wasn't it? Yeah. They were horrible. So it could be something like that. It could be something like that. And I think, what? how does Josh kill the clown? Turns it off and on again? Loads it with a virus? How? Just put it in the recycling bin and empty it. <laughs> it's a short movie. It's a short film. It's a short film. <laughs> and it, unfortunately, it will be one of those short films which serves perfectly as a short film. Gets Hollywood very excited and they say, we need to make this a feature. And yeah. it's going to be so torturous. I don't know. How many times can you recycle a clown? But good stuff, Josh. I hope uh, your work days aren't that boring. And I... And we can provide, I don't know, 25 to 30 minutes of fun each week. This this enters the pantheon of of, pod, of film ideas that sort of work really well written down and kind of well said out loud. Mm, otherwise known as this show. We should just, <coughs> I don't know, just tech, we should just text the listeners the film ideas each week. It'd save us a lot of time. <laughs> just a WhatsApp group. That's not a bad idea. Who wants to be in a WhatsApp group with us? Let us know. <laughs> uh, what about this one from George? Dwight House Down. Oh. It's good. Which Dwight is it? He says Ra- Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson is that his name? Rain. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Okay. Yeah, well, so in in the Dwight's US office, in the office. In the US office, he's like a survival guy, so it makes kind of makes perfect sense. He would maybe be White there House on a visit. Down. I know. I was hmm? going to say I've, White House Down is not the one where I'm thinking of Lone Survivor. That's the concept. No, I love you're thinking where. of Babe Pig in the City, John. I can tell. <laughs> uh, not the same film. <laughs> Yeah, Dwight, look, he's gone to the White House because he's one of the top 1% of salesmen in the US. He's provided, he's been a boon for the economy. And when he's there, shit goes down, terrorists attack, and Dwight employs his years in the, I don't know if he's been in the Territorial Army or as well, but it, the equivalent, he's fully trained, ready, constant prepper. He's ready for these moments. He's got a briefcase full of beetroot and big ideas. I uh, This just seems like a good idea, to be fair. This seems like a fun sort of comedy. It is a good idea. I've got, mine are quite kind of evil this week. Here's one from Charlie, a serial killer whose murder weapon is Samuel L. Jackson's autobiography and paper cuts people to death. Pulp nonfiction. How many paper cuts do you think is fatal? Well, uh, well mm, I don't how you apply them. And also it would be a long process, wouldn't it? If you were paper cutting someone's throat, mm. I reckon you'd have second thoughts by the 10th or 12th cut, wouldn't you? Yeah, and who's? I assume the person's being restrained because the other person would just sort of walk away eventually. And you can you can probably only use a page per cut, can you? How big is Samuel L. Jackson's autobiography? Does he even have one? Uh, probably not. And I, I reckon in the end, the serial killer's like, this is way too time inefficient. I'm slicing people with a paper book. And he buys the audio book and plays it on like a giant boombox that he uses to beat people to death with. Or he could strangle people with headphones as well. That's true. That, you know, much more effective. So... This isn't this isn't an autobiography, but the first biography that comes up is called Bad Motherfucker, The Life and Movies of Samuel L. Jackson, The Coolest Man in Hollywood. And that's 368 pages. Is that enough to kill a man? <sighs> Through paper cuts alone. I guess there's only really mm. one way we can ever find this out, John, and that's by doing it. Fine, let's do it. Next week's episode. Do you reckon anyone's Googled how many paper cuts to kill a man? Da-da-da. Assuming that was a girl. Joel is absolutely on a list. <laughs> Someone's saying if they get infected, but that it could just be one, but you're really banking on them not treating their paper cut for quite a long time. Um, Isn't there a saying that's like death by a thousand cuts? Is it referring to paper? You'd need three Samuel L. Jackson books Mm. in order to kill a man. It's good to know. Samuel L. Jackson sees a huge spike in sales of this biography and he's suspicious. There is a huge spike in sales of this biography and also a string of murders in the places these books are being bought. And so he goes to investigate. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. Suddenly we've got a very, yeah, suddenly we've got a very good idea. 
on our hands. I quite liked the idea of the serial killer just only doing one paper cut and hoping they get infected and never actually killing anyone. Yeah, that's nice. Like a failed serial killer. Just a serial paper cutter. Hmm. Right. Horror, the the, the genre is origami, by the way. Oh, the overarching genre is horrorgami. So if anyone else has got any paper horror ideas, let us know and they'll fit into our horrorgami section. If we can get a whole episode's worth of horrorgami. So oh paper, my God, the horrorgami special. Uh, uh, look, if, if you guys can think of, you, you know, a, a few horrorgami ideas, I'll be very, very impressed. Yeah. Right, what about this one from Andrew? Prince's Bride. Mm, or should, right. should it be The Prince's Bride? Is it about Prince? Yeah. I don't... So I've seen the film Princess Bride. My prince knowledge is sort of limited, but I believe you have a relatively decent understanding of prince. Yeah, I do. And I can... There probably would have been a time. This is. This sounds like... You know how Michael Jackson had the rights to be Spider-Man for ages? <laughs> do you know about that? No. But that sounds I, exactly I haven't like made that thing. up. I, I think in the 80s, he bought the film rights to Spider-Man. If you Google it, and there's Googling not a single it. result. I'm in trouble. What, what happens to a man who Googles... Can you die from paper cuts? And then did Michael Jackson hold film rights to Spider-Man? Michael Jackson, Spider-Man, film rights. Yeah. There's definitely something here in the 90s he wanted to be Spider-Man. So I'm not sure whether he had the rights. He, tried, he attempted to buy them. And he, he couldn't get them. So then he bought all of the Beatles back catalogue instead. Yeah. <laughs> so he could play Spider-Man. Wouldn't... Now, rightly or wrongly, you'd watch... Michael Jackson Spider-Man, wouldn't it? If you if you found out right now that there was an unreleased 90-minute Spider-Man movie starring Michael Jackson somewhere, <laughs> you'd watch it by hook or by crook, wouldn't you? I wouldn't tell anyone. Would you not? They'd be like, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. None. Oh, my, I tell you, my Be Real would go off that day. <laughs> if I was the only man in possession of the Michael Jackson Spider-Man movie. God, it would be good. Oh, mate. So anyway, That's, it's not... Uh, I, think, I think there was a... You know, there's some huge egos flying around in the 80s and 90s with these pop stars. They were gods. Prince could have probably suggested he wanted to be the Princess Bride, in the Princess Bride. He'd look swish in that mask. Well, exactly. And like, you know, he did the soundtrack for the Batman film in the 90s. And that I think, you know, a Prince soundtrack to anything is always going to be fun. Yep, 100%. I'm into it. Again, I think it's just a great idea. Is Purple Rain a movie? Do, yeah. Is there some sort of... There are, There's that fun. fact, isn't there? P- Purple Rain, the album, the single and the film were all number one in the United States in the same week. Oh, wow. Mm. And does he star in the film Purple Rain? Yeah. Okay. All right. I could... Uh, fun fact as well, because he, play, he played every single instrument on Purple Rain and he also did every single role in the movie Purple Rain. So when you watch the credits, <laughs> when you watch the credits, it says like key grip, Prince. Camera one, one Prince. Camera assistant Prince. It's really incredible. People don't talk about it enough. It's and probably it, the greatest you know, achievement in the history of cinema. It doesn't look like one man did it. No, because there's like people, several people on screen at any one time, but they're all Prince. And he's, done, and he's done his own prosthetics and makeup to look like different people there as well. It's astonishing. <coughs> it is astonishing. I can see John Googling. I can see John Googling. I hope you're not double checking that. <laughs> no. No, I'm just doing some work. I just thought whilst you're chatting, I just <laughs> yeah, did some work enough. done. Watch our watch out for killer clowns. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Eddie Murphy often cites Prince as his biggest comedy influence in his ability to play every character in a movie. Nice. Very good. Very good. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good stuff. Hey, how about another one from me? This one's from Tony. Lesmon 66. Les Dennis is transported back in time to race for Ford against Ferrari. I read that incorrectly, right? It's obviously he's transported back in time. I read it as back in time as though he just gets there in the nick of time like they really needed Les Dennis <laughs> to race for Ford. <laughs> I've read that three times and not realised that's what Tony was saying. I thought the plot was like, oh, God. without Les Dennis, Ford can't win this race. I hope Les gets back in time. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff, Les Dennis, in, in, a, in a car going, you know, 100 miles an hour. Le Mans. Is Le Mans a big cultural thing in France, John? I don't know it from French people. I know it from British people who, who have gone over to see it. So mm, I would say. Mm, mm. And what about maybe. Les Dennis? Is he big in France? In all, it, massive. You know, like how there are certain bands that haven't broken the UK, but have broken other countries. Yep. Les Dennis is like a household name still in France. Well, Le Denis. Um, <laughs> the if, Dennis, they call him. <laughs> Uh, and of course, oh, Fortunes is just Fortunes. I was really hoping to impress you with a Family Fortunes uh, translation, oh, sorry, but it, it's just Fortunes famil- Familius? Familialis? Nah, boring. Boring! You know, like, other countries in the world will buy quiz show formats and like, yep. make them relevant to their country. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I would love to know what the French version of Family Fortunes... Is Family Fortunes the one with the conveyor belt with the cuddly toy? What's the cuddly toy? Last generation game. Family Fortunes is... Uh, um, we asked 100 people the one item they would take to bed. Uh, uh, they did not say John Harris. I... <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's fine, actually. To be fair, I don't want to be... I don't want 100 <laughs> random people to want to take me to bed, to be fair. It'd be really funny. Uh, that would be a really funny show in like Ireland where families are absolutely enormous. The desk, the, like the pants, the desks will be so long. There's the, 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 is the best one of those, the really sexy deal or no deal in America. Well, so that's what I was thinking in France as well. They, it's not as sexy as the American one, but it only seems to be in the UK that for some reason Noel they Edmonds. decided to use the aesthetics of, of saw for, for deal or no deal. There's Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Oh, he's French. Sorry. He's French, John. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It did on Odin in America. No one's ever seen it. They have like 30 scantily clad women carry out gold briefcases with numbers on. And yeah, here in the UK, it's just, well, it is the participants and Noel Edmonds having a breakdown. It's good stuff. It's still on (laughs) Odin. still on telly. It's not, is it? (laughs) No, it ended. I'm afraid to, Mm -hmm. because you stopped watching, John. I did. I turned, the day I turned off the day. (laughs) Well, I I, I stopped being the banker. 
<laughs> it was getting in the way no. of my busy schedule. On the final episode, yeah, Noel picks up the phone to the banker and he goes, Joe? Joe? <laughs> and you see, <laughs> What a gig that would have been. The deal or no deal banker. <laughs> hey, John, would you like an idea from me, Joel? Yes, please. Rear Windows 1998. A man becomes wheelchair bound after an accident at work and becomes completely obsessed with the misdeeds of a paperclip on the only window he has available to him, his desktop. Love it. Absolutely he's be- love it. He's basically bed bound, wheelchair bound. He can't leave his room. There's no wind. It's a windowless room because he has to, you know, rent extortion at these days and that's all he's got available to him. And so he rolls out of bed every day, turns on the computer and just stares at the, uh, the, hi- the hilly background. And one day a paperclip appears and he becomes completely consumed and obsessed by what this paperclip's doing because he's convinced it's up to no good. What What's interesting was there was the option of a cat and a dog, but no one talks about them anymore. Yeah, the, why is the paperclip so prominent in popular culture? When was the last time you used a paperclip? Hey? True. Sad, man. It's sad. Do you think kids these days, if they saw a paperclip, would be like, oh, that's merchandise for Windows XP? Or they might say, well, it's surely like attaching a file, isn't it? Is that what they know it as? I don't know. Are kids even true. attaching files these like, days? I, I, yeah, like it's like, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard stories of a kid finding a floppy disk and saying, why has someone made a 3D printed save image? Yeah, that is sad, isn't it? Kids these days, they don't know what, they don't know what they've got. Should a kid tried to press that sign and, you know, if he made a mistake the next day, load <laughs> back to that, the place he was in. Stupid, stupid kid. There we go. Rear windows. Oh, like click. Like click. Oh. What's your idea, John? Come on. Oh yeah, sorry. Puss in Boots. Cat works in a pharmacy. It's good. It is good. I yeah, I think that's good. Pharmacy quite often a delay in a pharmacy. A lot of people trying to get their medicine. They're quite antsy. I think a cat would relax everyone. Yeah. The only thing is if you go in there for like your, you know, animal allergy medicine. That is a nightmare. You'd probably use an alternative boots. There's one every ten steps in the UK, so you'd be okay. But a little cat chemist, I like True. it. Thank you. Is he there, wears a lab coat, obviously. Is, yeah, of course. Is there any sort of plot or does anything happen? Uh, no, it's it's more of a vibe than a movie, you know, like a plot-driven film. It's something you'd see in a room at the Tate Modern as opposed to, you know, Screen 7 at The View. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Nice, nice. Okay. This, hey, film is a broad spectrum. It's a broad church. And a cat just giving people prescriptions. Who's to say that's any more or less of a movie than Avatar The Way of Water? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not to say. Hey, well done, John. That was good fun. We've got to declare a winner. It's difficult to know yeah. this week because I can't really remember anything that I've said, but I quite like Lesmon 66. <clears throat> yeah, or pa- the pasta was good. The pasta was very good. The only concern I have about the pasta is that two weeks running now, we've had TV show ideas. Where does True. it end? I'm not against it. It just means <laughs> it's that a slippery I have, slope. It just means that I might have to change the one word in the title, in the intro. And that, that does scare me because I haven't touched that bit of my word doc in five years. <laughs> I'm not even sure it can be changed. Fine. On a technicality, uh, we'll, ha- we'll give it to Lesman66. The world's greatest user-generated media creation podcast. I hate it. No. No, it's wrong. Know. It's wrong. It's wrong. Send us movie ideas, please. Send us movie ideas. Send us movie ideas. Send us movie ideas. Send us movie ideas. Music. Horigami. Hey, John, that was good. We normally do like, what have you been enjoying in pop culture here? But we recorded a couple of days ago and I haven't done anything or seen anything or been anywhere. Yeah. Or have any anecdotes. The Mandalorian's back. Is it good? Is it good and back? Do yes, it. Yes, the matter is. 
Do I need to have seen that the book of Boba Fett? People are saying that I do. Yes. Oh. There's two episodes. There's two episodes in the book of Boba Fett that are basically Mandalorian episodes in the middle of the show. It's oh. Really Will you just text me what happens in them? Yeah, sure. It's, Thanks, I mean, I can literally, yeah, it's very quick. Um, one thing I did know, I did see yesterday that I wanted to talk to you about. Have you heard about this? They're remaking The Room, but with Bob Odenkirk playing yeah, Tony Gazelle. I did hear that. But, but I understand. Is The Room actually that big a <laughs> deal culturally? Because they made the, that movie, James Franco made that movie mm. that was about the making of The Room, which yeah, is I quite- I what it's called right now, but yes. I, quite, I remember quite enjoying that, but mm. I don't think I need a remake of The Room. I don't know. It's very weird. It's very, very weird. And will it be all, like high spec is, and looking beautiful? And no, they've done it all on green screen apparently, so it's not going to look good. Right? What? Why? <laughs> I think it's for it's for, it's for charity. But I do like the idea of giving Bob Odenkirk, an actor who you know started out in comedy, but is now a very, very respected, serious drama actor, yeah. the script of this film, and just to try and take it seriously and see what happens. I guess so. It does seem strange. I saw. I did see that film Bob Odenkirk's in Nobody. I thought that was really good. There we go. See? Where he He can be Tommy Wiseau if he wants to. Where he's basically John Wick. Yeah. Agreed. Good stuff. Are you up okay. to stay on The Last of Us? I am. Holy shit. That most recent episode oh. was fucking amazing. Holy guacamole. Best it's one apart from episode three? Probably. Um, there's an episode like episode six or something that's incredible as well. That's the thing. Like, There's no bad episodes. This show right? has like... No, there's no bad episodes. And it, it arguably has like three... Like incredible episodes that if any other show had that episode, you'd be like, that's one of the best episodes of the year. But they've yeah. just got three of them in their series. It's crazy. It's so, so brilliant. And I am uh, excited, anxious, you know. Do you know what Terrified. happens? Have you played the game? I am. No, no, no. I haven't played the game, but I'm vaguely aware based on the fact that I have seen enough artwork from the second game as to s- potential developments, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, it's a bit like at the beginning of the series, you know, the posters have two characters in it. So whenever new characters appear, you just Yeah, think, mm, that's very they're true. not long for this earth. Would you like so what would you like? A poster like that, um that one that people had in their bedrooms of The Simpsons, where it had all two hundred and fifty Simpsons characters yeah. on it. When they announce a new show, it just has every single cameo, every single zombie that appears in the show is on there because you don't know which one of those are gonna die. Okay. I think it's a good that's a good approach to to media, maybe. I, I see now that we're on episode eight, people are starting to get a bit frustrated about the lack of zombies in the show, but it's not really bothered me, but I can see- It's about the last the of criticism. us, not the last of them. True. It's not about the zombies. Never if watched it was the, If it was the past to us, if it was the past to us, <clears throat> oh, there'd be so many zombies. Different story, different story. <laughs> nice. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, well done, John. Right. I think you did brilliantly today. Thank you. I think you did great too. Send us now your movie ideas. Send us your movie ideas. Send us your movie ideas. Bye. Bye. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.